Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Arts Action Week in Minnesota. The arts have taken a huge hit over the last two years. 57% of creative workers went on unemployment during COVID, and Minnesota lost $2.2 billion in revenue. Help Minnesota Citizens for the Arts pass the bill to grant COVID relief to the arts and cultural groups who were hurt by the pandemic. It's Arts Action Week, and we need your help to show that people across the state want to see funding for the arts. Learn more and sign up at artsmn.org or use my talk keyword, arts. All right, my talkers, thanks for hanging out with us on St. Patrick's Day. Lori is in Hawaii. Julia is hanging out here in St. Paul, where it's definitely green here. People having fun, I'm sure, out in St. Paul for St. Patrick's Day. We've got another hour ahead, and we've got something to give away, you guys, right? Yeah, we're going to give away a pair of tickets to Wild Angels, the women of rock, and ro- rock, pop, and country, featuring Pamela Hamler, McNeil, Mary Jane Alm, and Amy Lee at the Chanhassen Dinner Theaters on March what were we doing? The This is the uh, March 18th one, Friday show, I believe, is what we're giving. So, yeah, if you want to give me a call to 651-641-1071, my fifth caller will get a pair of tickets to Wild Angels at Chanhassen Dinner Theater. Okay, I'm getting the funniest text right now from my brother, Lori's husband. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, Lori, wood chips are being delivered to wherever you are, and you're supposed to move the car. <laughs> Oh, my, tell him I will uh, in the next here, break, I here, guess. Here's the, Lori has to move the what? car to the street right now. Wood chips for oh, parking to... spot are being delivered right now. Park on street. And I said, for real? And he said, for yes, real. just park in front. And I said, this is Julie. And he said, he just called me. Can't get a hold of Lori. <laughs> because I'm on StreamYard with you guys. But All we, these little things. Well, let's. You know, Amy Schumer was on with Fallon last night, yes. and she's promoting a show called Life and Beth on Hulu that she created yes. and stars in. Yeah. Of course, she's also going to be um, uh, hosting one of the, one of the co-hosts of the, of the Oscars. So <clears throat> please let me go move my car mm-hmm. and... Enjoy the Amy Schumer, Jimmy Fallon Okay, we got this. We got this. Don't go for too long, hon. <laughs> okay. Amy, wow. Amy I, wanted to, I wanted to mention, yeah. I know you, yeah, you very, said that. You very said that. humble. I know. It's uh, one of the best things about me. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I did want to mention, this is a big deal. You were going to host the Oscars this year. Oh, my God, I this am. This is a giant deal. This yes. is big. Me Congratulations. and Regina Hall and Wanda Sykes. That's Regina right. Hall. And Wanda Sykes, uh, how did it come about? Did you immediately say yes? Like this is this is great. I'm I'm in. Or? 
Yeah, I was, I mean, I just feel like performing right now. Coming out of the pandemic and everything, yes. you know, hopefully. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I just feel really excited about it. I want to go and, you know, get into some trouble. Yeah. You know? We need trouble. We, we need, need fun. Trouble. We need some entertainment. Let's go. Congratulations. And, uh, yeah, that's going to be great. But I yeah. want to talk about uh, uh, Life and Beth. Yes. We just had John Glazer on the show. Oh, He's I'm sorry. No, no, he, I was going to say he was fantastic. Oh, good, oh, good. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, gosh, you have a great cast. It's ridiculous. It is insane. It's too much. No, it's great. But, um, I wish I caught their names while they were there. But. <laughs> <laughs> really great cast. Yeah. Life and Beth, but uh, this came about because during the pandemic, you were looking through old, like, diaries? What is... Yeah, I mean, I got weird over the pandemic. I think I we all know. did a you little know, bit. Yeah, just some dark, dark... She's so darling, and this Hulu show looks kind of cute, and it's kind of... It looks kind of fun, but one of the other things that happened on Jimmy Fallon last night while Lori is moving the car for the new wood chips, <laughs> which is just... Oh, that was But awesome. I love it that my brother is texting me, and I'm like, I'm on the air. Is this for real? So anyway, It better be an emergency. <laughs> I know. We're just laughing. Okay, so there was... We got, a, we got an email from a listener who I like to... Um, what does she call it? Who's MacGyver carbohydrates in my house late at night? Oh, yeah. Okay. You are the And MacGyver. I never have any carbs in my house. Okay. So there's this lady on Jimmy Fallon after Amy Schumer last night. Her name is Chef Christina Tossi. And she has this new book out called Desserts Can Save the World. Oh, wow. Which I kind of feel like. And Lori and Casey always get desserts. I, our family always. loves, loves desserts. So Lori, is the car moved? The car is moved. I have no idea if it's where it's supposed to be, but I parked in front of a bunch of um, plumeria bushes uh, on the side of the street, and it's 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 hot as balls out because apparently I felt it was it was echoey. So I have every window, every door, Poor I'm thing. shut up tight. I mean, yeah, this is first world problems, but yep. I, I I cannot tell you. How the perspiration glow is real. I love it. I love it. You're got a nice look, shine. You're going to look shiny yeah. and sexy, and it's good for your skin. I bet you don't have the split fingertips anymore. Oh, Julia, they healed up in a day. No, oh. I, I just had to put aquifer on, aquifer on two of mine. Okay, so there's this lady on, Lori, Jimmy Fallon, and a listener sent it to us, and she likes to jerry-rig um, different things together to make late-night snacks. So here is one of them. It's called, she has dirty dessert secrets. Okay. And one of them is hot cocoa mix and maple syrup. Mm -hmm. And you just mix it together. If people are looking for a late night carb. Um, this one was um, cake mix with Mountain Dew and you just stir it together, Lori. Like if yeah. you, you can't, don't have time to make a cake, apparently this is good, but this one is the bomb. Hot Cheetos dipped in vanilla frosting can. Wow. That one apparently. Okay. I mean, isn't that a doable one? We'll see. I'm going to try mean, it out. Flaming Hot Cheetos in a can of vanilla frosting. I thought that sounded Whoa. so good. I'm just. Really? Yes. Oh, Lori. You. Yes. It sounds disturbing. Um, Casey wants to know if I told you. Yes. <laughs> and the car is moved. Is he at the beach or something? 
Julia, I drop him off every morning at 8 a.m. It's <laughs> because <laughs> he can actually get some lay there and have a little peace and quiet instead of having to take a bunch of pictures when you're there, huh? No, it's to boogie board and body surf. Oh. He's back in nobody's... the waves after the injury? Yeah, he's he's back in the waves. And, you know, by the middle of the day, it gets, you know, it's crowded and then you got to watch for people and stuff. Oh, and sure. you just have the beach to yourself when you get there that early. Oh, got it. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, so anyway, we were talking about Amy Schumer. She's excited to do the Oscars. She talked another cut about her endometriosis that she thinks 10% of women have, and it isn't talked about enough. But she's quite lovely. And I don't, that Life with Beth Mm -hmm. show sounds kind of interesting. I watched a couple clips of it. I'm not sold. Yeah. But I do think she's very funny, and I do think that they're going to do a great job at the Oscars. Very excited about that. Very excited about that. Um, So I don't know if we have enough time to play this other clip. We do. Okay, so The Lost City premieres, it's weird, Saturday, okay? Hmm. It premieres Saturday. And on Rotten Tomatoes, this is the one with Sandra Bullock, Chanum, Brad Pitt, and this lovely woman named Divine Joy. Mm-hmm. Right, Lori? D- yeah, Divine Joy Randolph. And Brad, remember, is a cameo. Right, Brad Pitt is a cameo. So she's talking about, because they all had the bubble in the Dominican Republic and um, at a resort down there, and she's talking about who was in the villa next door. The film is really funny and really fun and really silly. And as I said to her, really stupid, which is a compliment coming from a comedian. But she didn't yes. think it was. She didn't think it was. <laughs> That's right? okay. She, she doesn't know understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but now, <laughs> and really beautiful. The location is extraordinary. And I kept, as I was watching, I was like, is this the yeah. Thailand? Where are we? Are we in Tahiti? It's in the Dominican Republic. Dominican Republic. I hope there's more tourism now because, I mean, they already get tons. But Buku. Buku, because it's beautiful and you don't, I mean, I've been to the Dominican, but it's never been like that. And so that's when I was like, ooh. And so I don't think this is giving away, but the last shot of the movie, mm-hmm. we're like all chilling out on a beach. And that was literally like our backyard because we were like in this bubble. And so we took over this resort and we're living like casitas. Mm. And my house was next to Brad Pitt's house. <laughs> Working the shades, working the shades. I did. I'm not even going to lie. Because I was like, oh, maybe he might be doing yoga on the deck. (laughs) (laughs) No, I let set my alarm and I was like, four o'clock. No, 5 a.m. No. (laughs) Yeah, he has really good security. Really good. Oh, can you imagine, Lori? We would die. Okay, so the reviews for The Lost City, though, are saying the chemistry between Chanum and Sandra Bullock is off the charts. It's a fun movie. It's not an Academy Award winner, but it's fun adventure, and it feels like a rom-com of Sandra Bullock's from like 20 years ago. Um, it sounds totally fun. Well, you know what? I wish that they hadn't, the original title, The Lost City of D, and it refers to an erotic novel written by Bullock's character, Loretta Sage. Right. And Tatum plays the cover model for the book. And it's also a play on The Lost City of Z, a a novel which was turned into a movie with Charlie Hunnam and Robert Pattinson. Right. But Chanum was very disappointed. He said, the lost city just 
doesn't have the same ring as the lost city of D. You're right. Because it feels so bland and devoid. So for whatever reason, the studio made them get rid of that title, which but is too bad. It is too bad. But on Rotten Tomatoes, literally from, you know, the people, it has 13 reviews only, but it's 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this would be a fun thing to go do this weekend. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. We got to go, Laura. The car's been moved. The wood chips are getting delivered. And it is time for the Dirt Alert with Holly. We'll be right back. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. All right, we've got Holly with us. Lori smiling. The camera's on her. Hi, Lori. All right, Holly, give Hi. us the dirt. Okay, so we're going to go to a story that you guys talked about in the 3 o'clock hour. But for our 5 o'clock friends, please, Lori, Julia, give your hot takes on Wendy Williams's <gasps> Zoom call on Good Morning America today. I don't know why she what? did it. It wasn't a Zoom. Because she was she, just on the phone. It was a picture no, of no, her. Right, but it was that picture was three years old. Right, it was an audio Zoom chat. It was an audio yes. Zoom chat, exactly. We don't understand why she did it, and it was very confusing because she said things that conflicted with each other. I'm coming back. I'm going to be stronger, but I've got some appointments. <laughs> yes. Now, Wendy Williams said, despite what's being reported about her, because we've heard a lot of gossip about her state of uh, health, her mental state, physical uh, health state. We've heard a lot of stuff in the past uh, year, really. She says she's comfortable with returning to her TV role. Wendy Williams tells Good Morning America, give me about three months and there are private things that I have to deal with. And then I'll be ready to come back and be free and ready to do my thing. Well, her show well, is already gone. I have to start it. All over with her production company because they've basically canceled her show, replaced her with Sherry Shepard, and I have a feeling that her contract was up this year. Yeah, I mean, it's in just 2022. It was a non-event. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, Wendy Williams was also asked about Wells Fargo freezing her accounts two months ago. And she said that this prevents her from accessing her own money and doing things like paying her mortgage and fulfilling her employee payroll. Now, Williams is denying that it's something that she wanted. She told Good Morning America today that they say I need somebody to handle my account and I don't want that. I want all my money. I want to see all my money. I worked hard for my entire life. My entire life. I don't lie. I don't cheat. I don't steal. And I'm an honest, hardworking person. Okay, all I want to say is about I don't lie, don't cheat, I don't steal. It reminded me of Rizzo in Greece. (laughs) Remember when she says that? Yes. You know, when she sings, I don't lie, I don't cheat, I don't steal. There are worse things I I could could do. do. I sang that song in high school, Juliet. Thank you, you Rizzo. I was Rizzo. There are worse things I could do. Scandalized my grandparents because I was singing about some things. Fall in love with one <laughs> like you. I don't cheat, and, and I don't lie. All right, never mind. And all of those things her husband did. <laughs> yeah. So that is a very pointed you, remark to Kevin. Right. What do you think, Holly? I mean, I don't get it. I'm curious about why Good Morning America would do this interview. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. 
platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. View other than the cynical take, which is television ratings in the morning. 100% because it got me, yeah. because they mentioned it at 7 o'clock, and it was not on to like 7.50 or something, and it got me to want to watch first it. hour. It's an exclusive. Mm -hmm. It got me. Oh, that was people. All right. Well, moving on from that to another former face of daytime television making headlines today. Sharon Osbourne. Bears poop in the woods and the sky is blue. Yep. Set to join Piers Morgan with a show on Rupert Murdoch's UK television station, Talk TV. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. They are going to rip Meghan Markle and Harry till, I mean... The cows come home or whatever the saying is, because, I mean, nobody's going to miss you, Sharon. Bye. <laughs> now, she had been planting the seeds about going to talk TV for the past couple of months. You know, she notably said that she was leaving Los Angeles yep. because she didn't like paying the taxes there, packing up her bags, moving back to the U.K., now, Piers Morgan does say of working with Sharon Osbourne that she's very opinionated, fearless, funny, knows their own mind, not afraid to speak it, unpredictable, and maybe a little big dangerous. So that's what you're going to get with Sharon Osbourne. And does not know how to apologize. She could have gotten out of that whole mess at the talk, but the mm -hmm. way that she spoke um, to Cheryl Underwood and just her, con I mean, she just, she can't, she's one of these people she can never admit she's wrong or you know misspoke she just can't do it so in that way she and pierce are a lot alike yeah so talk tv is set to launch over in the uk sometime this spring uh this is something that both julia and i watched last night or did you watch it last night julia yeah, i did this is the evan rachel wood docuseries a two-part docuseries on hbo right now called phoenix rising it is compelling. Yeah. So this is Evan Rachel Woods' story, basically about her life and specifically about her abusive relationship that she was in with Marilyn Manson when she was a young woman from like the ages of like 18 to early 20s. Yes. And he was 37 mm -hmm. and she was 18 when they first met. Yeah. Now, Marilyn Manson recently filed a defamation lawsuit against Evan Rachel Wood because of this docuseries. But you know, they use Marilyn Manson's own words about well, he describes himself. You're right about that, Holly. And just how he and I thought it was so well done. Um, Lori, you're going to like this. Um, you really take a look at her life from a young age as always being an actress and mm -hmm. reading roles. And then by the time she becomes a teenager, her parents get divorced and she's separated from her brother, who was her best friend. He goes with the dad. She goes with the mom and moves to L.A. She doesn't have a sense of self at all and owns that and talks about, I didn't even know who I was. So I was perfect breeding ground for someone like Marilyn Manson. Yeah, for someone to groom, which is why I do, like I've said before, I, I absolutely cannot stand when an 18, 19 your old woman goes, dates a guy who's 37, 38, 39, 40. It's just, 
it's too many red flags on the whole situation unless it just lasts for six weeks in Positano or something like that. Sure. A a fling, so to speak. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So the first half... Julia, you just watched episode one, and there's right. two episodes. Right, I just watched. Did you watch both? I didn't. So oh. part one goes up until the time where Evan Rachel Wood testifies at, at, in Sacramento uh, for the state of California to change their laws so that the statute of limitations is extended because she notes in this documentary that a lot of times people who experience this kind of trauma don't actually start to process it until years after it happens. Yes. And so then the second part of Phoenix Rising, both episodes right now on HBO, uh, follows her from 2020, so after she testifies in Sacramento, and then all the way through last year when she went public on Instagram with her claims that Marilyn Manson mm-hmm. abused her. She kept all of her journals, Lori. She... Yeah. it's It was just good, and it just was so raw and honest. I just really... I never and was it bored. it happens all yeah. the time. It's fascinating. And people don't talk about it. Yeah. So, so this is good. This is very good. So Phoenix Rising, two episodes on HBO right now. I hope you guys did a little Hollywood speak on this. But I'm going to bring it to you just in case you didn't. Sam Elliott doesn't like Yellowstone, despite the <laughs> fact that he stars in the show's prequel, 1883. I just don't know what he likes except for his wife, Catherine Ross. Raindrops keep falling, falling on, on my head. head. Yes. So, That's not the guy. Who's... 1972. <laughs> uh, I'm not a Yellowstone fan, Sam Elliott said. I don't watch Yellowstone. I love Kevin Costner. There are a lot of good people on the cast. Few of them work with before. Nothing against any of them, but it's just too much like bleeping Dallas or something for me. Oh. And and he starred on 1883, the prequel. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. But you know what? Whatever. He is right. It is the horse soap opera. And that's what we like about it. But what did you call 1883 then? Well, that's that was also. Uh, uh, did you guys watch the end of that? No, no. Mm-hmm. I finally oh. caught it. Wow, you're right. It did it. It did it justice. The end of it did. Was that it a horse soap opera? No, I don't think it is. Yellowstone has the soap opera uh, element to it. All right, but it's a horse opera, and it's very good. A horse opera. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with a little horse opera. Happy Thursday. Happy St. Patrick's Day, guys. Thanks, Holly. Thank you, Holly. All right, Grant, is that traffic cleared up on ninety four? Ah, uh, yeah. She has a theory. Hi, Julia, Grant. <laughs> I've got, of course, I got my theory that there's going to be a lot of people out sick tomorrow. <laughs> True. That's a good one. True. Yes. What would you do if we didn't show up, Lori? Oh. Well, I don't know what I would do. I would yeah. I would call Adam from IT That's and I true. would just do the show. Just it would be a live stream of consciousness. Oh yeah. That would be awesome. Um, so oh, good God. All okay. Right. So here's another theory. So not only is the Super Bowl Monday a hooky day, yes, the day after St. Patrick's Day, if it doesn't fall on a weekend, but another big hooky day, and I mean, this is pure madness to give you a hint, one in three Americans will play hooky from work during the NCAA March Madness Tournament. Yeah, Thank I believe you. it. I, I was one of them for many years. Oh, that mm-hmm. today, this day. If you love that, you can literally be watching like eight different television screens and not be watching a uh-huh. different basketball. Because it all started today. Yeah, well, there was the play-in games earlier, but today was is the main 
tournament and you've got right now probably there's already been like six or seven games that have already completed at least and we've got six or seven going on right now and isn't that fun for the whole weekend you can watch basketball oh yeah you're right laurie and grant the theory is that march madness is even more fun than the super bowl as the most fun sporting event of the year it, it only beats it by five but 50 percent of people say that wins hands down and it could be, you know, everybody putting on their Nostradamus, Nostradamus hats and, you know, trying to uh, Bracketology. do the brackets. Yeah. You and used all a fancy of that word. That makes it, mm-hmm. uh, do you like that? <laughs> yeah, I didn't even, I thought you said Notre Dame, di- damn, wrong or something. Nostradamus. Nostradamus. I have no idea what that means. He's the, he can predict the future. Oh, or, yeah. The guy from... I don't know where he's from. I don't know. But yeah, he's 12th been... 12th century? Yeah, way back in the day. Oh he's predicted things throughout, throughout... I thought you were just saying Notre Dame. <laughs> no, no, Nostradamus <laughs> is a very famous and old... Oh, my gosh. And, you know, a lot of his... You know, he predicted uh, that there would be a pandemic in the year 2020, uh, 2020, by the way, way back when. Yeah, did he really? Okay. He did. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Okay. So just so you know, though, uh, you know, that there's a lot of relieved people who are not going back into the office until April. So they won't have to pretend to work during March Madness until (laughs) next year. (laughs) It's going to make it a lot easier. And just so you know, um, a perfect bracket by the end of March, the odds of that happening. Let me give them to you. Okay. One in nine point two quillion. Quintillion. Oh, wow. Wow. That is a wow. Okay. I have to tell you something funny because you don't have to not be at work to fill out your brackets because today on the Donna and Steve extravaganza, Don uh-huh. filters out. <laughs> I listened to them this morning and they're filling them out. Yeah, they were lucky enough for their show. I think the, the games all started at like they noon did. or 11. So they got it in just so in like, time. We got to work on this. Who should I do? It was kind of funny. <laughs> pick by the color, pick by the mascot, pick by the state you like. Exactly. Never fails you. Yeah. But but your chances, man, oh. that, that's, that's a yeah. big number. I don't even know how many zeros are in quintillion. Oh, it's a lot, Lord. Let's just put it that yeah. way. It's a lot more yeah. than we can add. Okay. That's right. <laughs> okay. Uh, now, just speaking of um, theories, there's That's been what we're some doing. data. I know it, but there's been some data scientists from the University of Illinois that have their tips for filling it out. Hmm. I don't know if you care about that. Might be but- a little late, but. Yeah, it's kind of late because it's already passed. But I do have some interesting about a perfect bracket. Do you want to hear something really kind of cool? Yeah. In 2019, Greg Nagel picked the first 49-game correct perfect bracket. It was the first verified bracket that had ever remained perfect through the Sweet 16. Nothing's been ever past the Sweet 16. Wow. Wow. It was the last time anybody got close to that was 39 straight correct answers. But this guy, Greg Nagel, in 2019 had 49 correct and got him all the way to the Sweet 16 before he had a mistake. That is as close to a perfect bracket as there's ever been. 
So, Grant, is my theory that the final four March Madness, that that is the biggest betting event of the year? It, it's bigger than Hands Super down. Bowl. Hands yeah. so, Like by yeah. three or four or five yeah. times. It's way yeah. bigger. I've spent a whole weekend okay. out. I've done this weekend in Vegas, and it is a blast. Oh, you, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, I'll do it once, and that's it, but it was fun. So, yeah. Yeah, we, a lot of money wasted over that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like bungee jumping. Yeah. You take a risk. You know. It, it might hold you. It might not. You, you can do it once, but, you know, do you really need to do any more? No. Lori, have you, would no. you ever do it? Lori would never do that. Oh, oh no. my gosh. I, I did the bungee jump thing at the fair. Oh, you? Oh, the fair. Okay. You mean like, like, they mm-hmm. shot us up. Like, in the ball. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. That I can do. I don't know about jumping straight face down and relying on something that's tied to my feet. I am a little skeptic of that. That's just no. me. Not going to happen. Yeah. I'm going to stay I on agree. the ground. Okay. Joy, here's a theory that um, night owls everywhere are going to disagree with, and they're not going to like it. Okay. But this is a report from the Division of Sleep at Harvard Medical School. If okay. If you can even imagine a division of sleep. Well, it's Where a big thing. Big thing. They um, have, you know, they always, they're the ones that always, anytime we hear anything about sleep, it is coming from the sleep uh, the Division of Sleep Medicine at Harvard Medical School, and who's going to argue with Harvard? You know what I mean? But this is the theory. For the best sleep, you should go to bed by 9.30. We're talking to adults. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know. So you're that supposed to seems... get up at 5? Uh, basically. Right? Yeah. Oh, dear. Too oh, early. dear. Now, this would be the thing that my parents always used to use. And I think it, I don't know, it might have been with you, Julia, in the free-range childhoods that kids had in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. Parents did make you during the school year. We had to go to bed. We I think we were, like, in flipping in bed at, like, 7.30 until we got to, like, fifth grade. And then we got to stay up to the almighty 8 or 8.30. Mm-hmm. I can't my, remember. I mean, my parents, uh, you don't remember? No. Grant, do you remember that? Yeah, when I was younger, it was like eight or it was eight o'clock. And then I remember the distinctive time. I was probably sixth grade, fifth grade or so when I got to stay yes. up to the 10 o'clock news. That was like oh. when I got to stay up. Then my parents would put me to bed right before the news. You know, you got to go to bed before the news. But that was that was a big transition. Yep. It, yeah. And my mom's theory was always if you're too hard to get up in the morning you're not getting enough sleep you're growing you need to go to bed at seven that's a good theory be like what but that's like you know first grade second grade that kind of yeah that kind of thing now this is an old theory but i don't think grant has heard this theory and it's good to be reminded uh, of this in march madness saint patrick's day spring break all of that that the the and this is not from Harvard. This was from another uh, medical journal that was published. Um, good Lord. Well, I can't remember where I found it, but it's 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 legit. Okay. 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 Genetic study finds that the brain, which is much studied, not much known about it, but it is the most similar similar to testicles. <laughs> That's right. Okay, stop. <laughs> Parents, yep. yeah, yeah. And when we say someone's thinking with the wrong head, <laughs> we're not wrong. No. They are the same material. The organ, the brain, 
organ shares the most in common with the good old, delicate, wrinkly, <laughs> kind of hairy testicle? Okay. Wow. Yeah. Well, wow. You, you know, oh, there's so many ways I could go about making a couple of jokes here, but I might get in trouble. Jeffrey, <laughs> no, go. Well, think go about it. You know, I mean, even, I love how they share the same material, but they also share a very similar look when one could be a little uh, tucked up a yes. little bit. It's got that brain like look. Okay. And, <laughs> and how they, yes, and how they figured this out, Grant, this oh university. My gosh is they looked at 33 different tissue types, and they looked at samples from the heart, intestine, cervix, ovaries, placenta, and the most common proteins between all the organs is the human brain and the testicles. They had more than any other part. There were... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 14,315 proteins <sighs> in the brain and the testicles had 15,687. Oh. Well, that so is a—that is something. They match. Yeah. Okay, that is that is a good fact to take home. Yeah, and because tell your parents. Um, we, yeah, the brain. Here's what I learned we gotta, today. We gotta on go the, on the break, Lori. Okay, but the brain spends its day working hard at thinking, and in the daytime, the balls are sitting around waiting for sex. I'm just <laughs> putting it down there for that. That's a good point. Thank you for okay. summarizing. You're welcome. Yeah. That was a Thank very you. interesting theory. <laughs> we'll be. Right back with St. Patrick's Day pickup lines. It we're never all, gets old, Julia. We're, gonna, we're all going to know this. Oh, my gosh. I just came across something about your St. Patty's Day name. Oh. You want to know how to do it, you guys? Yeah. I've, I've never seen this before. All right. So your last name is um, your last initial. Um, your last initial is a B, mm-hmm. Lori. So mm-hmm. your first um, St. Patty's Day name is Slutty. And your birth date is on the le- 11th. Mm-hmm. You're slutty, old leg spreader. <laughs> <laughs> and Grant. words have never been spoken. <laughs> I love Okay, so, and Grant, your last initials W, so you're lazy, and I don't know what your birthday is. October 16th. The 16th, so you're lazy, old beer guzzler. Oh, perfect. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I am slutty... Oh, ho bag. <laughs> oh, yeah. And there's, it's kind of funny. A slight so, oh, bag. Oh, yeah. This is pretty funny. Um, this, it, I saw it on Find Your Offensive St. Patty's Day name. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It's, well, Julia, you can use that one this. of your pickup lines. That I'm slutty McHobag? No. You can walk up to say, to someone you could say, Hi, how many, how do you know how many leprechauns it takes to break the ice? And then they go, I don't know. And you go, well, I'm, and then you give your slutty Irish name. There you go. Well, I'm slutty Ohobig. 
Yes. That doesn't make well, any it's sense. Nice to meet you. I'm Slutty Hobag, and I'm your leprechaun for the night. Oh, Lorene. It might okay. work. It might. Yes. It and might. It, and it might not. That's true. Slutty Hobag. Okay. <laughs> That's right. Okay. What do you okay. got? <laughs> Two of your names. All right. Here's some other ones. This is always a delightful one. Are you from Ireland? Because my dong's a Dublin. <laughs> Grant, this is, mm-hmm. you know how much she loves saying that to you. I wish you could see Grant. Mm-hmm. I, I love this. This Here's is the best. I know. Uh, I, I, wish, I wish you were my lover. You can maybe say that one when you're drunker. I, <laughs> I don't know how it would come out. I wish you were my lover. Yeah. Everybody else is probably hammered. They'd understand right away. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Now, if you're a guy wanting to meet another guy or a gal, you could use the old opening line. Do you know what a real Irish man wears under his kilt? Nothing but a bit of lipstick. No, that's a Scotsman. Oh, what is an Irishman? Nothing. Oh. <laughs> Irishmen don't wear kilts. Oh, duh. Oh, sorry. That was a trick question. Yeah, I know. Hey, baby, you want to make my shamrock shake? That one's awesome. That's good. Okay. <laughs> How about this one? It doesn't, re- it doesn't take a Guinness to realize you're the best looking guy, woman here. Fill in the blank. All right. right. That's cute. Guinness. Yes, Guinness. get it. Doesn't take a Guinness. If you don't sleep with me, the leprechauns have already won. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Lassie, and if you could do an Irish accent, you might have better luck. Lassie, it's your ancestral duty to drive the snake out of my pants. Okay, that was like British, but I liked it. I liked it. I know. <laughs> it I, my, my Irish is, I think it's too dirty. That's all I've got. No, I, that's my <laughs> Put a tea on one. everything, yeah. I think it's too dirty. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for nothing. Tip of the tr- Here's a good one. Tip of the Trojan to ya. <laughs> <laughs> How about oh, this? Gosh, you really want to make my pants get up and do the river dance. Okay, that's kind of cute. That mm-hmm. one's kind of cute. It is. Um, let's see. How about this one? Come on over to my place and I'll show you all my lucky charms. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Okay. How do you think she'd feel if you uh, actually but- pulled out a bowl of lucky charms? Right. That Why would not? be so good. Oh, yeah. I'd be delighted. If you shared this magical pot of gold with me. Yeah. All right. Okay. I like it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's see. How about this one? If Oh, I already did that one. I really like that one. If you don't sleep with me, the leprechauns have already run. But you got to be careful not to say one because then you've already lost. There you go. There it is. You mm-hmm. know. No one likes it. How would you like to help put the Irish spring back into me, Shalala? There you got it. There you got it. What the heck is a Shalala? Anyway? It's a Sheila. Isn't that a Sheila? Is Isn't everyone named Sheila in Ireland? Mm, that, that that would be a good uh, uneducated stretch of a guess. All right, that that's me, Lori. I'm good and uneducated. No. I will. I mean, maybe it is. Sheila is a term of endearment or a way to describe, like we might say, call someone a chick yeah. in Australia. Women are called, oh, get a load of that, Sheila, would you? Look at that nice thong bikini turning her buns bright red. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Help us. 
help Why us. don't you come and catch a leprechaun with me, Julia? Maybe together we'll get lucky. Oh, no. Lord. Should you save some one? for tomorrow? Oh, we only have a minute oh, yeah, left. I got more. Oh, well. I got more. It's that time of day anyways, you guys. Oh, what a day. Julia, it's been a delight. It's been a delight. Grant, it's been a delight. It's been fun. I cannot wait to open all the windows and the doors and turn <laughs> yeah. on the fans. Okay. You're complaining <laughs> in the wrong direction. Tell us about, I know. Tell all us right. about those wood chips tomorrow. I'm trying to make a soundproof studio in my little my little cottage. It's better today.